Hello and welcome to We Random episode 56. We're recording this on Monday, November 2nd, 2021. Uh, this is a crazy weird podcast where we cover all kinds of topics and weird stuff and B's going to tell you a little bit more about that. But first, B, I was talking to a farmer recently and had a very unsuccessful harvest and he decided he was going to try a career in music. And I was like, well, why the hell are you going to go into music? You're a farmer. And he's like, I got all these sick beats. Sick, sick beats? No. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Almost Qualified Productions. Experts don't have this much fun. Welcome to We Random, episode 56 on Tuesday. Thanks, B. It's me, I'm Brian. <laughs> As Christopher and living in Monday, we are now a time-traveling podcast. <laughs> and we're going to bring you information from the DeLorean about lots of topics that we've put on our wheel of doom. When that wheel spins, we open our mouths and things fall out of our mouth holes. So that's <laughs> basically what that podcast is going to be about today. Have I covered it sufficiently, uh, Christopher? It's, it's good for me. And thank you for, for covering my blemish. That chat was uh, very happy to tell me I was wrong about. You know, that's kind of the society that we live in, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Like That's what this so, whole podcast is about, too. So. Uh, you know, maybe. So, do you have any wonderful words of wisdom or artifacts of hope for our loyal listeners and viewers before we jump into our Wheel of Doom today? You know, we uh, we made it through Halloween without, you know, anything too crazy happening. So, Miles didn't get okay. egged. So, that's a, that's a thumbs up. Did houses in your neighborhood get egged? I don't think so. Not that I know of. Okay. I haven't checked right, the well. Nextdoor app yet. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things going on on that next door app, but we don't need to talk about that because we have our own drama right here on this wheel. We do, and I'm spinning it. Yeah. It's not Monday, but we do need to talk about Kellogg's. What's Kellogg's? So we're talking about Pop-Tarts, Christopher. Do you like Pop-Tarts? You know, I can't say that I don't like Pop-Tarts. Well... Kellogg's may be in a jam after a class action lawsuit was filed based on the alleged lack of strawberries in the company's frosted strawberry flavored Pop-Tarts. Those are my favorite Pop-Tarts too. The lawsuit, the lawsuit, loss, wow, apparently I we can't talk. talking for two yeah. weeks and I can't talk anymore. So lawsuit filed in Illinois by a woman named Anita Harris. In the complaint, Harris claims that the Kellogg's company leaders give consumers the impression that the fruit filling contains a greater relative and absolute amount of strawberries than it actually does. Harris argued that the pastries contain a significant amount of non-strawberry fruit, such as pears and apples, which only shows up on the ingredient list. There's also a claim that the company uses an artificial color dye called Red 40 to make the food appear as though it has more strawberries, which it does not. So, Christopher, do you care if your strawberry Pop-Tart isn't really made of strawberries? You know, I think the fact that somebody is upset 
that they're mass-produced, highly processed breakfast item with an ingredient list as long as my arm is not natural. Like, like what? Like, of course it's not what, it's not, it's not like handmade pastry with mashed up strawberries in it. Like, give me a fucking break, right? Now, to a point, I kind of get it. Like, if I'm, if I'm, if I have an issue with like uh, an allergy type of situation, I can kind of get that. But if you've got an allergy, I sure as hell hope you're not just looking at the package and saying, oh, look, it says strawberry. And I'm not allergic to strawberries. I'm only deathly allergic to apricots. Like you have to look at the fucking label, right? To see if there might be some apricots in there or whatever it is you're allergic to. So I don't know. To me, this kind of comes across as another waste of taxpayer dollars to, to kind of try to do this trial. Now, I, I mean, I understand we want, you know, truth in advertising and truth in, in, you know, food labels and all of that. That's all super, super important, but this just seems a little bit crazy to me. I mean, it's interesting, right? Like, and this isn't a topic on our wheel, but this kind of reminded me of that streamer story that you shared with me, like the whole like blue light skincare thing. And like people got all mad about that. And like, there are people who are like all mad about this. And I'm like, I mean, in theory, like, yes, like you said, we want truth in advertising. You know, there's some pieces to this where like, yeah, that's right. Like you have things that are all like marketed as strawberry this, grape yeah, that. Yeah. You know what it all is? It's gelatin. Right? Well, well <laughs> like and they're and they're talking about food coloring. Like everything that you get from the store has food coloring in it. Like every single thing. So get out of here. Uh I do think that both Emily and Old Man Wiggum's comments deserve sharing on the stream here. So uh Emily was very clear when she eats Pop Tarts. She's not eating it for the fruit content or nutritional value. She just needs the frosting, which I completely get. Uh, and old man Wickham said, I want to be very clear here. This is the first I have ever heard of there being real fruit in Pop-Tarts at all. And I think, you know, that's a very good point. too. So, I think we're done with the old Pop-Tarts and I'm spinning the wheel. Ah. They, they are kind of delicious though. And strawberry are my favorite Pop-Tarts. I mean, they are pretty delicious. Though, yeah. So, so we're, uh, Facebook, don't call me Facebook. Oh, and so and I, I hope about. you read this one in advance because there's a lot of stuff that I put in the in the notes. And and if you want, I can try to summarize it if it's easier. I'm up. To, so I, so the TLDR is that Facebook is a giant cesspool who drives their marketing based on trying to be divisive. Period. That is what I gained <laughs> from this entire story. I don't know how accurate that is, but basically. What we're talking about here is there's been a lot that's come out about Facebook over the past, you know, months and days and even years, right? There was recently a person who was like the Facebook leaker or whatever they called her, where she had all this information about Facebook that she shared through the media. And then there were these other algorithms that came out, which showed like, all right, this person created a random Facebook account where they called themselves a conservative and then within like three days they were getting pushed like QAnon groups and like all 
all of these other like very like fringe things based on the algorithms that Facebook uses. So like my understanding of this, and you can definitely give me your perspective, but this is kind of validating things that at least I've already assumed, which is that Facebook is like, here, we'd like to make money and we're going to make money by riling people up and getting them upset and getting them to use our platform to complain about whatever they want to complain about. Yeah, and, and to be fair, as much as I hate Facebook, this isn't just a Facebook thing. Uh, YouTube does this too. Like, like it's, the way that I kind of look at it is they kind of they kind of nudge you along, right? So if you say, hey, I'm interested in snakes, then they're going to say, hey, if you like snakes, you're really going to like this one about aggressive snakes. And if you like aggressive snakes, you're really going to like this video about snakes and eating creatures. And hey, then you're really going to like the one about snakes eating big creatures and then snakes eating people. And then, you know, and all of a sudden now you're you're watching some crazy video about people killing each other or something like they just like they just kind of nudge you forward to the more uh, controversial and aggressive types of things because it gets people's interest and they kind of get by they buy into that, whether it's because they're angry or because they want to disprove it or whatever the case may be. So the example that Brian mentioned is, you know, they just created a, I'm a right wing, I'm a conservative woman. And then within a couple of days, they're, they're, you know, um, shoving QAnon stuff down her throat. Um, they just, they just nudge you that way. And the reason they do that is because they want to keep you on their platform as long as possible. They never want you to leave. That's why if you're someone who, who goes through Facebook, you used to be able to list your news your news feed in chronological order whatever the last post was by anybody that i know that's the one that's going to show up on top and they buried it to the point where you can't really turn it on anymore and if you do they just switch it off on you because they want to pick what they want to show you because they want you that they they have enough data to know what's going to keep you there the longest i personally use an app called friendly i don't even use the actual facebook app friendly actually shows you the uh, web uh, an app version of the facebook web page and it is in chronological order so fuck facebook i'm not dealing with your crap and for the time being and then eventually i'm just gonna get rid of facebook anyway but some of the other stuff that's listed here and this is an nbc news article uh just so you're aware of uh one of them's nbc news the other one is a an independent news group called popular.info which has a lot of really good stuff but some of the other stuff that it lists is Facebook tends to favor some right-wing politicians. Now, to be fair, this political popular.info comes across to me as, as a little bit more on the left-wing side of things. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, Zuckerberg's testimony to Congress doesn't seem to align with what his company's actual research is. So he's basically just lying up there. Facebook is used for human trafficking because everybody loves some human trafficking every now and then. Um, this is the one that really bothered me and I don't know how much validity there is behind this, but apparently ahead of the 2020 U S election, Facebook built a, a voting information center. It's quoted to promote factual information about how to register to vote, sign up to be a poll worker. You know, basically this is how you can get involved. We want to help you get involved. And they because uh, because so many people in this country speak Spanish, they were going to also present that in Spanish, and Zuckerberg resisted that, saying it was not quote politically neutral, 
uh, unquote, or it could make the company appear partisan, according to people familiar with the project, blah, 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 blah. Um, so basically, he's saying that if we put it out there in Spanish, we are giving an unfair advantage to the left because apparently more people who speak Spanish are going to vote that way, which they may. It seems that that's probably accurate. But instead, by not doing that, what you're doing is you are purposely alienating people, which then is swinging things another direction, right? So it's just, again, we're, we're beating a dead horse because this is all the same kind of crap that we hear about Facebook constantly. I mean, they, they actually went so far as to change their name, and they may claim it's because they want to be the metaverse people. No, it's... It, 90% of it is because their name is fucking toxic at this point. So point is, everybody get off Facebook. That's it. How's that be? Yeah, I was going to say, what are we going to do about it, right? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, we know that this is a cesspool, so what are we going to do about it? And that's that's the hard part. Like, I've been saying I want to get off Facebook for years, and I'm still there. You know, in part, this week, cheap plug, we're going to do an extra live 24-hour stream starting Saturday at 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh... I'm using hour if you guys donate. Let's go. That's right. 25 hours if we get the donations up. Uh, hopefully, Wigs can uh, put that link in the chat there for you guys. But um, there's things like that. I'm using Facebook to help funnel people towards Extra Life because I've got a base of people on there. And um, so F Facebook is used for that. Right now, there's still a group chat that my family uses to stay in touch with people. I tried to move them all over to Signal. Everybody moved except my parents because they're my parents. Uh, so, I, you know, it's, these are the things that are they're hard to let go of. And, and I love Facebook just because it allows me to be in people's lives without being in people's lives. Like Brian and I talk constantly, but 99% of the people that I follow on Facebook, I don't talk to hardly ever. And so the way that I keep in touch with these individuals is I see their posts once a week or something that says, hey, kid lost a tooth. All right, good job, kid. Whatever the case may be. And it's kind of hard to let go of that. So, you know, even I haven't gotten rid of Facebook just yet, but God knows we need to. I'm getting off my, uh, not the dead horse, I'm getting off my, you know, the thing, whatever that is, my pedestal. Soapbox. Soapbox, thank you. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, I always think about it like as much as we don't like it, like we're still on there, like looking at stuff and, oh, you know, this brew pub posted a photo and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like all that good stuff. Yeah. Anyway. That's why, you know, small step is I'm moving away from Messenger. I'm pushing everyone elsewhere and I'm using that app so they're not getting ad revenue and they're not they're not pushing me in the direction they want to. So at least it's a small step in the right direction. All right, let's spin it and let's get rid of Facebook. Facebook is dead forever. And instead, we're going to talk about Old Man Wiggum's favorite football player. I, I honestly kind of wanted this to be truth social, but it's not. Truth so, social. So, could the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have compelled the return of Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball? So, a few weeks ago quarterback and uh, apparently ageless wonder Tom Brady threw his 600th career touchdown pass. Wide receiver Mike Evans of the Duck Hands Phylum decided that he was going to hand that ball to a fan in the stands. <laughs> now, the uh, 
organization was able to convince the fan to give the ball back and in return tom brady has agreed to help the fan out giving him some stuff and even offering to get him one bitcoin now the internet was ablaze saying i wouldn't have given back that ball that ball's mine i'm you know so the question for you here mr christopher would you have given back the ball and if so what would it have taken for you to give it back? Well, first of all, I don't give two shits about Tom Brady, if we're being honest. Um, more on that later. But, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of this go back and forth over the course of the last couple of weeks. And my initial thought is, and, and, and not even my initial thought, my, my thought right now is probably the appropriate thing to do is to give the ball, right? For Tom Brady to have that ball. That, that's the appropriate thing. That said, if I'm holding a half million dollars in my hand, am I going to give it away for a couple signed fucking autographs on a jersey and maybe a, a football ticket or two? It's it's awful hard to do that. I mean, the the guy who the guy who handed it over apparently is okay with that. Would I feel differently if it was an Aaron Rodgers, you know, six hundred touchdown ball? Maybe. But I don't know. That's a lot of money, man. Like that pays off my house and my car and my student loans. Like I'm 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 zero debt at that point. That is absolutely life changing. Like if, if I was having that conversation, I think I'm, I'm tempted to say that the conversation would be, Hey, uh, this is how much money it's going to take to get this ball. Like, like part of me is thinking that because that's life changing. That is absolutely life changing. I think about this. Like if you found somebody's wallet, right? Okay. So you're walking down the street and you found somebody's wallet and it has this money in it. How would you feel like taking that money out of the wallet instead of giving it back to the person, right? Like that's kind of the way that I think about it. Like to me, that ball is going to mean so much more to Tom Brady than it's going to mean to me. Also, I think about it in the sense of kind of like doing that good deed, right? Like do the good deed. And the nice part about that is then like you're hopefully going to generate that good publicity like hey like they did a really nice thing and now these people are going to give this person things and like they'll still get some of the payoff will they get the full payoff eh, maybe they will maybe they won't right it's kind of it's really that gamble because like you said if a collector is going to pay five hundred thousand dollars or whatever for that ball like sure now you have five hundred thousand dollars which turns into you know two hundred thousand dollars once the irs is done with you sure. and you know still, it's still that's still a lot more a than jerk, a signed jersey but i don't know like i guess for me like i i'd give it back because that puts me in the right and that has me setting a good example and things like that i but. don't i don't know that i'd say that it puts you in the right though they gave him saying, that he was given that ball like right, they like gave that to him it's not the same as someone dropping their wallet it's, it's someone gave him that ball that was his ball at that point like did mike evans screw the fuck up yeah he did he shouldn't have given okay. that ball away but that ball okay, was given give to you, him it's let his me ball give you a different example let me give you a different example you're at the store and you give the cashier a wrong amount of money right like that is it okay for that cashier to pocket that $100 that you gave them that was the wrong amount of money for your transaction? I don't know if that's a fair analogy either. 
I mean, it is though, right? Because somebody made a mistake and gave you something. And then you have the option to decide if you want to give it back or not. Which, I, I think he, fine. I, how many how many of 600 touchdown balls did Tom Brady keep? Like, I don't like Tom Brady like, that much. Like to two know, or right? three or something. Like he almost never keeps the ball. So, you know, the fact like like if somebody had said something to him ahead of time, yo, don't give up this ball. Like, I don't know. I, I just the ball was his. They gave it to him. Did was it a was it not the greatest thing to do? I would agree. Um did he know that Tom Brady wanted to keep that ball? Maybe, maybe not. It sounds like everything kind of came to a head after the fact. I don't know. I I, I struggle with that. It's yeah, I, I, I I my morally I would say, yeah, you know what, give the guy the ball and let him do his thing. But on the flip side, I completely understand where people are coming from saying that's like giving up a lottery ticket. Yeah, like I said, I'm not telling those people that they're wrong or that they're bad. I'm just saying for me, like this is what I would do for me. Yeah. I'd probably do the same thing. And then I'd hate myself. I'm spinning the wheel. Fucking Tom Brady. Ah, B, let's talk about Marty. Oh, boy. So we are going to take that DeLorean that we have, and we are going to use it to talk about former Packer Martellus Bennett. So... You may not remember Martellus Bennett because he was a Packer for approximately, you know, six weeks or whatever. (laughs) But he says that he received death threats and other hateful messages from Green Bay Packers fans after protesting the national anthem in 2017, something that he claims was tied to his release from the team. Bennett was released in November of 2017 for failure to disclose a physical condition, but claims that that was the team's loophole to get rid of him. He says that the Packers head of security even told him, quote, Wisconsin isn't the place for protesting and offered him alternative ways to protest, claiming that his choice to protest is what is going to lead to him being released. So this is a situation where I say, why not both? (laughs) And I say that because did he get released because he failed to disclose this thing? Probably. Is Wisconsin a place where protesting is looked down upon? Absolutely. Have you seen this fucking state? (laughs) I mean, like, have you seen Ron Johnson and all these other dudes? Like, Ron Johnson somehow has me on his email list, and I get an email, like, three times a month. This is the biggest catastrophe ever! And it's, like, because, you know, Joe Biden fell asleep at a conference. Like, anyway. So, I say, why not both? What do you say, Christopher? Well, my my first question is, why is this coming up seven years after the fact? Like why why didn't this happen? Why didn't you talk about this when it happened? You know, like that that's weird to me. Um, would I be surprised if that was the case? Absolutely not. Let's be honest. the The NFL itself was against people protesting and taking a knee. The every team was against people protesting and taking a knee. Hell, half the players were against it. Even even black players, even players who believed in this. 
you know, when the, when the Packers decided to finally do their statement, what did they do? They didn't kneel down as a team. They stood and held hands. Like, even when they everybody admitted that this is the right thing to do, they still wouldn't do it because they were afraid of the ramifications. Or they stayed in the locker room. Or, or they whatever. stayed in the locker Yeah, so, like, it would not surprise me. Like, I guarantee that there were people throwing a fit about it in this fucking state, this state that is, I'm sorry, but we got the most rednecks north of the Mason-Dixon line, and it's ridiculous, but I guarantee people were throwing a goddamn fit about it. Guaranteed. Again, I feel I think it's it's it comes across a little sketchy that it's coming out now. Um, I mean, you could you could argue that maybe he didn't feel comfortable about saying anything. I I don't know. It, it just it just seems a little bit off. But um, especially if you're if you're being cast in the light, which you don't like, which clearly he doesn't, which is you had an injury and you didn't disclose it, so we're getting rid of you. Um, why not say something? Like, why not say something? I. I don't know. We all knew something was fishy when it happened to begin with, right? Because the guy just all of a sudden wasn't playing anymore, and then he just got cut. Like, this is big free agent signing that we had. So, I don't know. The whole thing just seems kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. And it's just, you know, it, it's kind of a example of sports plus, like, Wisconsin political culture. And, like, I don't even want to call it political culture because it's, like, the literal culture of the state, right? It's, yeah. like... The people who are like, oh, Milwaukee is the big, bad, scary area. Like, you can't go there. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing seems kind of weird to me. Why did he come out with this? Was this just uh, a... It's it's a Fox News article, first of all. So It was probably like, here's his way to get people to talk about him. Is it relevant again or something? Maybe. Yeah, like, I don't even know why. Oh, he posted a number of tweets. That's what it was. So something something caused him to, to start tweeting about it for some reason. I I don't know. Whatever. We're moving on just like the Packers moved on. See you later, Marty. What the hell is Truth Social? You mentioned this earlier. I don't even know what the hell it is. Did I read so about Truth this? So Truth Social is where all of your friends and family will oh. go from Facebook. And that is because friend of the show, our favorite uh, person, Donald Trump, is back with an upcoming social media platform called Truth Social. Expected to roll out in February of 2022, Truth Social was created to, quote, stand up to the tyranny of big tech. Despite advertising itself as a platform that will give a voice to all, according to a press release, Truth Social's terms of service state that users may not, quote, disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion, us and or the site. So, (laughs) in other words, user who criticizes Trump or this site can be kicked off of the platform. So, you know how Facebook is kicking off all the, like... People who were saying bad things, this is where they'll go. Yeah. And then they won't yeah. get kicked off because they won't say bad things. Right. As long as you're as long as you're speaking the, the Donald Trump truth, then you're fine. Like right. talk about an I echo chamber. Like we all live in an echo chamber to some degree. This motherfucker's building his own echo chamber. Like, come on, man. I mean, this is the thing though, right? Like we live in a society 
people want to be surrounded by people that are like-minded by them where they're not exposed yeah. to other opinions and other trains of thoughts and other things so like this again like you're gonna get people who go there because you know have you seen twitter who probably try to do this stuff and then they're gonna get kicked off the site and then they're gonna be mad but the thing says right in the terms and conditions if you do something to harm the site we're kicking you off that's fine hey. i'm signing up day one i'm telling you right now and uh, I'm going to get kicked off day one. And I'm going to wear that shit like a badge of honor. I'm going to print it out. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. Banned off true <laughs> social. Nice. I don't know. I, I don't feel like this is going to be like every other weird social app that's like, you know, farmersonly.com and like all of the like very specific places for like a very specific demographic. So, so normally I would agree with you, but let's not forget about the fact that like, 10 months ago, these motherfuckers wide open in Facebook and on Twitter, like, planned an insurrection or an attempted insurrection in the capital of the United States, for fuck's sake. And now we're going to give them their own private area to go there and, and to hang out and to talk about all this stuff. And, and nobody's going to be watching this. And the people who are in charge or the people who are leading this insurrection bullshit, or at least playing a role into it. Like this is this is nightmare fuel. Like this is insane. I mean, if you've been watching the kind of updates about the January sixth investigation, like you already can see that it's so deep. Like there's quotes and posts like some of the Senate members are telling all these yep. other people, like, you've got guns. Why are you not taking the House back? Like, we need you to use your guns. But, of course, we're not using our guns against these people. I wonder why that is. Well, and and nobody's nobody's really gotten busted for this. Like, a couple of the people that showed up, right? Like, a handful of them. It's just... It's ridiculous. Like, like all of this is ridiculous, and I, I don't see any end to it. I hate to be the pessimistic guy all the time on here, but I guess this is just disgusting. And I'm spinning the wheel because I'm done with it. I'm moving on. Moving on, B. We're gonna talk about something better, like how much we get worked to death by our corporate jobs. Eh. So are we talking about the four-day work week then? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. All right, so four day work week. There's a campaign underway from Four Day Work Week Global to get more companies to sign on to try a four day work week. The platform is launching a six month coordinated trial starting in April of 2022. There are some cultural headwinds, such as taking pride in working long hours and pressure to be constantly available, that keep many rooted in the traditional five day week. Yet, the four-day work week does help to draw clear boundaries between work and non-work time. Now, typically a four-day work week looks like starting at 7 a.m. and working until 6 or 7 p.m. with some breaks included. I guess for me, I don't know if you want me to start with my thoughts on this or if you want to start with your thoughts, but I have some... No, go. 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 So I feel like I have some contradictory thoughts about this, right? Like, I personally feel like doing those 12 hour days like i'm not a morning person like i don't want to be up at 7 a.m right like doing a 12 hour day where i'm working seven to seven especially if i have to commute to my office 
that seems honestly like a hellscape to me as opposed to being able to do a five-day work week where maybe i can start a little later and end a little later but like it's more convenient for my life it's more convenient for my schedule it's more convenient for me to spread things out across the week like i just think about my weeks like there are multiple days so right now i'm in the office two days a week like one of those days is toast because it's all meetings all day for the whole time and it's like if i had a four-day work week i feel like to me that would actually be more stressful than the current five-day work week yeah and i think i think the key the key takeaway to what you just said is flexibility that's the biggest thing is is just giving people some flexibility like there's some there's some jobs where flexibility doesn't necessarily exist or flexibility has to look differently right like like I could probably start working at nine or nine thirty, and and maybe just show up for early meet. That's not really true because people are scheduling eight o'clock meetings all the damn time. But if it wasn't for that, you know, there there wouldn't be much of a difference. I could come in at seven. I could come in at nine, and that's fine. Like I can adjust to that. You know, if you if you're working at McDonald's, you can't come in. You know, an hour before opening because they're not open. You can't work at that time or whatever. So the flexibility is going to look differently. Maybe the flexibility for the McDonald's individual is instead of working five days a week, we're going to let you work four and you work a couple extra hours. Or, you know, maybe we'll let you work six hours a day or, or six days a week because it's more important for you to have time off in the evenings than it is to have the two days off every week, whatever the case may be. But it's that flexibility. It's about looking at things from a different perspective. See, there's the... the we had a topic on here a couple weeks ago that I really, really, really wanted to talk about and we never got around to it. And I was going to make an extra time podcast about it and I didn't get a chance. And we're in the middle of what they're calling the great re it's not recession. What is it? Uh, resignation, the great resignation, right? Where, whereas a bunch of people are just resigning their jobs. And I, and I think that there's a, um, a thread that I read on Twitter. I don't know how much credence I want to give to it, but I think it probably had some pieces of truth to it, which is we just spent a year-ish or so, give or take, where we were locked inside of our houses, basically. We couldn't be out socializing. We, you know, we, we, were, we were forced to go to work, some people. I say we, I wasn't. I mean, I worked, but I worked remotely. But some people were forced to go into work. We've got people who work in frontline retail-type jobs where they got to deal with these fucking Karens and and Richards who just yell and scream at them for the smallest tiny little thing and these motherfuckers are making minimum wage which is too goddamn little to begin with and they got to deal with these fucking assholes all the time and so what you're doing is you're we're running into a whole bunch of people who are reevaluating their life because frankly and we've had this conversation before for a lot of people you don't work because it's something that fulfills you you don't work because it's something that drives you. You work because you have absolutely no other choice in life. If I'm not working, I'm living on the streets. That's that's the thing is we've the system that we have in place right now is is just driving people to the bone and working people to the bone in order to kind of get by. And and not all of us are in that situation. Right? There's probably people watching there listening to this podcast who are sitting in a good spot, they've got a good education or they've got a good job where they make a good amount of money and they don't have to worry about debt and they've got the flexibility. Most people don't fall into that. And the problem is, is that people are like, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give an honest take from my point of view as someone who struggled with depression and mental health, but there's times when I've looked at my life and said, what is the fucking point? Like when I went through my huge, my latest big, you know, suicidal portion of my life a couple of years back, all I did was look at things and say, why? All I do is I get up and I fucking work all day and then I have a couple hours to myself and I go to bed just so I can get up and fucking work all day again. What's the point? All I'm doing is working so that I have a couple days where I can catch my goddamn breath and then guess what? Now I'm fucking working again and work all day. And it's just, it's, it's never ending and it's never going to end. I'm, I have not been, I have not done a good job financially, either in the jobs I had, the education I had, decisions I've made, where I'm going to be able to retire in 20 or 30 years or whatever the case may be. I'm going to be working until I die. That's just the way it's going to be. And what's the goddamn point? And I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but I just, I think that that's what's really driving this is that people are fucking fed up. We're, we're, you're right. We're working to live, work to live, don't live to work. But the, well, unfortunately, we have to. There's no other choice. And so I think what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of people who are standing up and saying, I'm fucking done with it. You know, I can do without the new car. I can do without having a house. I can live with two or three roommates, whatever the case may be. Like instead of working myself to death in a job that I fucking hate, now whether that's working at McDonald's for minimum wage or working in some corporate gig somewhere where you're actually making a decent salary, why do I want to spend all of this time doing something that just drains me of everything that makes me me instead of just doing something that I want to do? And I think we're running into a time where people are saying, fuck it, I'm doing things I want to do. I'm going to chase my dream to be an artist. I'm going to chase my dream to, you know, to be a firefighter. I'm going to change careers, whatever the case may be. People are just fed up. And I think that's where a yeah. lot of this stuff kind of comes from, too. Yeah, I think you really made a good point there because what I think a lot of people are missing where they're like, oh, the job market is so bad. We have so many more opportunities for people to make money now that did not exist 10 years, 15 years, 30 years, however many years ago, right? So there's ways for people to still live paycheck to paycheck, but do things on their own schedule, on their own time, where it's convenient for them. So... Oh, okay. Am I still here? Am I still here? You're still here. Okay, things went blank for a minute. I was like, no! <laughs> no, you're so good. Anyway, you're good. Back to what I was saying. So I think that's a really important component. And when you mentioned flexibility, I think that's key. Like for me, I love the flexibility of my job right now. And that's one of the things that keeps me being most fulfilled. Because if I need to move things around or if I need to do X, Y, and Z, like I have the ability to do that. I don't have to run that by six people and wait two weeks for an answer as if I can do it. And I think that's really what's important when we talk about any of these situations when it comes to the world of work. Because if your employer says, I need you to be sitting at this desk from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, and then you need to take call on the weekends and like all of that, like what kind of life is that for people, right? Like we have to recognize that each individual is going to have their own separate needs. There are some people who are going to love that schedule because they want to live to work. They get their pride in their you know, happiness and their satisfaction out of being a good employee. There are other people like myself who I love what I do, but when I take this headset off, shh, no one tell them that I'm using this headset. But when I take this headset <laughs> off, when I'm done with my day, I'm not checking my email. 
I'm not responding to messages. All of that is now gone for the day. I mean, I tell my students this. I say, here's the thing. I understand that your schedule might be different than mine. Don't hesitate to email me at 3 a.m. I will not be awake. I will not see your message. I will see it when I get back in the office and I will respond to you. So don't worry about it. If that's your schedule, totally fine. Just know that if you teams me or you at 3 a.m., I ain't there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just, you know, I, I, think, I think we're just running into a situation where people want to break, you know, the way that I've always described it, and I've used this to describe my company, which is getting much, much better for the record, is uh, it's a company that's run like it's 1990s. And I think that's the case with business as a whole. Business is run like it's 1990s. And it's even worse than that. I think business is run like it's the 1950s. That's the problem, especially because minimum wage runs back pretty much that far. So it's, we, we, we live in a new world. We live in a different world. And, and the problem is that we've got, it's just like politics, really. We still have all those holders on from, you know, old ass people who are holding on to the way things were in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And that's not the way things are anymore. That's not where people are. That's not what people want, you know. You know, these people who are holding on to the fact that, oh, well, the way that we, we get people in the door to work for us is because we give them this good benefits package and we make sure that they're paid well. And no, that's not what younger people want. They want flexibility. They want to be able to work from home. They want to be able to work remote. They want to be able to go to the coffee shop and work for two or three hours and then bring their laptop back to the office. They want to be able to, you know, be free. But people are stuck in the way things used to be. And, and the longer that that is, I, the worse this is going to get. So, Or it's all like, oh, you got to do this unpaid internship to work for me. Oh, uh, don't get me started the, on that bullshit. You know, I I used to work for six ninety five an hour, and you should be glad to work for, you know. But here's the thing. If you can drive Uber or Lyft and make more money yeah. than you would an entire bartending shift, why are you going to work that manual labor job with not ideal hours, right? Like, these are the things that people don't understand. So I think we've covered this topic to a very good level. And <laughs> I, I think, think we have. We're, I think we're starting to get a little long. So what do you say we move ourselves over to? Wait, I'm going to find it. Random rankings. I think it's a good idea. So we are moving to random rankings now. In full disclosure, we put this on our random rankings for the week of Halloween, but then we did not podcast on the week of Halloween. But, 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 we're going to talk about it anyway, because you know what Skanzi likes? Licorice. Oh, no. About Halloween candy, baby. And we're going to do it using the tear maker. That's right. The tears that we have are... What is your first gone candies? Then we have the A tier, the B tier, the last gone, straight into the trash bin, <laughs> and I don't even know what this candy is. Yeah. So can I can I just make one initial move before we even get started? I'm moving What's the apple the to the bottom one. And this is why. I like apples, but that shit ain't candy. That is not a Halloween candy. That is a fucking apple. So it goes to the bottom. I don't know. I don't, I can't even read this. I don't know what these are weren't in my neighborhood. We could move it into straight to the trash. Let's move it to the straight to the trash. 
I would say d let's use the I don't know what this is All right. to be like no one gave this out in my neighborhood. That's How fair. That? That's fair. All right. So we're gonna have to go through this one quick because there's a lot of stuff here. So Chad, if you have any ideas or, or suggestions, if there's anything that you feel very strongly about, throw it out there in the chat and we'll uh, we'll cover that when we get to it. B, why don't you give me a couple of your first guns? You have a couple of, that fall up there and then we'll discuss those. First guns, Swedish fish. I'm not gonna say first gone, but I'd be willing to go A tier. Uh, okay, well, let's table that. How about the first gone Reese's peanut butter cup? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, How about the hundred grand? Yeah, I would say hundred grands would be in some. I would say for nostalgia purposes, I would say first gone. It's it's like it's never it's never one that you get outside of Halloween, so it's always like one of my first. Okay. Cool. So what do you got for us? Give us a couple of your couple of my I mean, first can... like yeah, Twizzlers would go songs. to the straight to the trash for me. Um what else do we got here? These strawberry ones would be on the lower side. If we're going if we're going the ones that are first gone, I would also add Kit Kats. I would add Baby Ruth. I'll agree with you on Baby Ruth. Kit Kat did get knocked down. So why don't we do Kit Kat and Swedish Fish one down then? Because that covers us both. We're even. Yeah, right. Uh, we do have some from Wiggum. Starburst is the best candy ever. All tart and sour candy is first gone in my book. Suckers can go suck an egg, okay? Uh, yes. do, they, do they have sixlets in here? Because those are... What the fuck is toothbrush? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here with a toothbrush. Uh, payday, okay. I don't see the sixlets. That's the other one that's like oh, a Halloween only one. thing for me, right? It's like the only time it shows up. Can we put Nerd straight in the trash? I'm okay with that. I, I do like Nerds occasionally, but I'm not going to argue that. Dots go straight in the trash for me. Oh, see, I would put Dots in like... Probably like between the B tier and the last gone. Uh, see, we'll fight over that. Cause, I mean, it's basically licorice, right? It's basically the same mm, thing. Well, you know, there is that. I mean, there's a lot of like licorice like candies on here because you have like Mike and Ike's and. Yeah, I, yeah, like those are going to trash for me. Right, how, how do we feel about candy corn? Candy corn for me gets a. Uh, B. Okay. I can, you go, I with can that? go there. You can go with the can B. Go there. All right. What about chocolate covered raisins? Do we have chocolate covered raisins? Yeah, raisinets. What do you think about those? Wiggum says that they're shit. Um, they're like B tier. They're yeah. fine. Uh. I'll, I'll, how about last gone? Yeah, that's fine. Because I'd throw them away personally. Yeah, so. I'm trying to think of the things that I would throw away from the like I wouldn't throw any of like maybe the suckers like suckers are meh. All right, um, sucker goes away. What about the ring pops? Throw those away. Yep. Goodbye. I'm fair with that. Blow pop. Throw it away. Mm, blow pop might be like last gone. All right, I'm good. But with I that. can I can also do throw it away. It doesn't matter to me. So what do you mean by first gone? So first gone would be when I open my bag, 
that's that's the thing I'm grabbing to eat. All of my yeah. hundred grand are gonna be gone before I eat anything else. So funny story, we tried to get Halloween candy and they didn't have Halloween candy. So we ended up getting Christmas candy and I'm seeing like <laughs> the Andes mints and like the yeah. junior mints. So junior mints, I would put those like E-ish tier. What is E? Like straight in the trash? I said B. Oh, B. Like, Which one are you like looking junior at? Mints? Junior mints. Junior what, mints. What's a junior mint? Basically, it's a like it's a chocolate covered mint, like oh, a chewy yeah. mint. Like we might as well put the junior mints and the York peppermint patty in the same spot because they're basically the same thing. Is the York on here? Yeah, down in the bottom row. See, I would put the York in like the A tier because Yorks are delicious. What? There's no way York deserves to be on the same line as Kit Kat. Like I'll give you B tier, but. I don't think we can go more than that. You underestimate how much I don't care about Kit Kats. <laughs> well, you don't under you you underestimate how much I do care about Kit Kats. Is there anything else in here that jumps out at you? I don't know if we want to do each and every single one of these. No, but I think we can. Like Harboro gummy bears to me, it goes straight to the top. Oh no, the Haribo, those aren't as great. Those aren't the best ones. They they'd be like. How do you feel about Skittles? You know, I have to be in the right mood for Skittles. Like, I mean, uh, they're good, but I just, I, I rarely want to eat them. So I think for me, right. Skittles would be last gone or maybe B. What about Milk Duds? Nah, B maybe. Let's put Milk Duds in B. Milk Duds in the B. We got we to gotta do some of these that Wigs called out. Wigs said Starburst is the best Snickers? candy ever. What do we think about Starburst? I'm okay putting Starburst in first gone. Mm. All right. We got to have something to break up all the chocolate. What do you feel about Snickers, though? Did we decide on Snickers? I would put Snickers in first gone. I love me some Snickers. Okay, I'll come with you. I was going to say A, but I am not going to fight that one. All right. How about Sour Patch Kids? Sour Patch Kids are like solid, dead in the middle. Like they're probably the B because they wouldn't be the last gone, but they're not an optimal choice. I'll split the difference with you and go A. How's that? Because I'm all like Sour Patch Kids. I just bought a bag of them last week and I ate the whole fucking thing in one sitting. I love the shit out of those. Snickers is a first gone for me. Agreed. Snickers frozen, and that's the only reason they last. Oh, okay. Hershey's Almond is a first gone. I don't disagree with that. Good and Plenty. Can I put that in the trash, please? Yeah. I mean, it's licorice. It is. You're right. Come on now. Like, uh, that actually might be worse than the actual licorice, to be honest with you. Oh, we got to get some. No, All right, no, we're doing no, that. no, we don't. Yes, we are. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this one because I haven't had this in forever. The Mamba. You remember the Mamba candy? Ooh, the Mambas are good. I those were my jam when I was a child. Yeah. What Where are you thinking? A? Yeah, I can come with you. Like, I want some Mambas now, dude. What, what do we think of runts? What are runts? They're oh, like that's the, really, the fruit fla the fruit yeah, like the, the really shaped hard, one. like fruit shaped candy. I liked runts. 
I do yeah, like runs. Are they I on here? Those, like, I would put those like A or B, maybe, probably B, but I'm... I think I'm going to go A just way. for nostalgic reasons. Because Runs always takes me back. It looks like we got to do a couple of the last gones because we don't have a whole lot in the last gone, right? All right, so this is something that we would eat, but it's going to be late in the day. Um, Mamas are like generic Starburst, so I'm, I like them better than Starburst, personally. Valley Ranchers? Uh, Haribu Gummy M &M's. Bears? Gummy bears. We could like. I don't think we haven't rated Skittles yet, have we? We have not. Yeah, I mean Skittles could go in last. Gone. I'm for fine me. with that. Like the bubble gum could go in last. Gone. I'm not eating that bubble gum. This bubble yum or whatever. Butterfinger. The butterfinger could go in last. Gone. Yeah, it would be higher for me. I think. I'm just trying to like figure out. Almond Joy, oh, no Heath. I could get behind Heath being the last gone. Mr. Goodbar, too. Mr. Goodbar is delicious. Oh, I Mr. love Goodbar. Good yeah, we got to put Goodbar's that up top. Go on here. Where's he going? Mr. Goodbar. A or first gone? Mr. Goodbar. I would say A. Okay. He's probably a first gone for me, actually. That's another one. The only yeah. time I ever get a Mr. Goodbar is Halloween. Yeah. All right. Mr. Goodbar, Hunter Grands. All right. Let's fill in. Let's get four in each category at least so what's our all right well let me last... start at the bottom i don't know what these are they weren't in my neighborhood i think i know what i, I don't know what this zero bar is it's a zero bar oof yeah um, i don't know what that is you know what that is nope all right there's one and nobody gave out hershey's cream and whatever because that came out after i was a kid oh this thing too no actually this is going to go in the straight to the trash this neko this thing the Neko or whatever? Oh, the Neko's that basically all taste like chalk. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight to the trash with that stuff. I used to, like, I used to eat them, but I don't oh. remember why. Because it's basically like you're eating chalk pennies. Oh, God. What about those caramel apple pops? I have no idea what that is. Pretty good, but th that would be a last gone. Oh. So you could put it in, I don't know it, or a last gone. Let's put it in. I don't know. We'll see if we come up okay. with another last gone. Cool. Wig says Almond Joy or Heath. I could get behind Heath Ooh. being a last gone. I like Almond Joy though. I would say put Almond Joy in the B and then put the Heath in the last gone. I can deal with that. All right. So I think we've got a pretty good list here. Is there pick one more out of here that really jumps out at you or maybe two? Because there's like two that jump out at me that I think should be right, on here. What are the ones that jump out at you? Well, Twizzler needs to go straight to the trash, and the Twix <laughs> needs to go in first gone. So I'm going to go both extremes. All right, make it happen. All right, Twix goes in the first gone. Twizzler's straight to the trash, baby. All right, so I really can't see this thing, so I'm just guessing. But Sweet Tarts would yep. go in my last gone because I like them. Okay. But I'm not really going to prioritize eating them. I'm torn between Fun Dip and Skittles. Well, we got Skittles in the last gone right now. Okay, cool. Oh, mm, Lemonheads straight in the trash. Oh, Wiggs just said Lemonheads are top shelf for him, too. <laughs> uh, I I won't argue that one. You know, I don't hate Lemonheads, but 
Yeah, they're not they're not one that that I'm super excited about. Yeah. Cool. Anything so, else jump out at you? Or you think we're good? Like, there's I some big ones we don't have, right? Like we don't have the Butterfingers, which is a, a staple. Reese's Pieces are a staple. Crunch is a staple. M and M's. There's a lot of staples out there, but I think this is a pretty good list. I think we go with this. I agree. It's a decent yeah. number of things. Uh, old man Wiggum hates us both, which is fair. Uh, I just want to point out that the only two healthy things in this entire list we threw in the, I don't know what these are, and they were in my neighborhood list. The toothbrush and <laughs> toothbrush the apple. Toothbrush and the apple, which says something about why I'm fat. Anyway, that's what we got. Those are the best candies. If you don't agree with it, you're wrong. But it's our uh, podcast. That's our podcast. On that note, let's go to B's extra point. So, today, for my extra point, I am going to cede my time. However, before I cede my time, I will make a plea to you, loyal viewer and listener. This Saturday, November 6th, not Monday, not Tuesday, but Saturday, Mr. Christopher over here will be streaming on YouTube for a full 24 hours. That will start at 10 a.m. Central Time and end at 9 a.m. Central Time, provided that we don't hit our goal. Mr. Christopher can fill you in on what that goal is. If we hit that goal, he will go until 10 a.m. Central Time on the 7th. So the reason that I think this is important is because Mr. Christopher has spent a lot of time and effort and money into trying to make this an interesting event for you as a viewer or a listener and in being able to support Children's Hospital of Wisconsin and supporting kids. So I hope that you all in some way are able to support him, whether it's by attending the event, please don't bring the Rona, I ain't got time for that shit, or by watching the stream, donating if you can. We understand everybody's in a different spot, so we're not expecting your money. We're just expecting that you hopefully are able to engage in some way and make this a fun time because if I got to eat cottage cheese, I at least want y'all <laughs> to have some fun. That's what I, like I got. It. I'm seeding my time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so extra, extra life, not extra time, extra life. This coming weekend, we're gonna have some good. We're gonna have some good times. I think I invited a couple people over, small number, a couple people over. I also got the uh, the side cam set up. I don't know if this is gonna work. Is that gonna work? Oh yeah, you can only see the top of my head now. But that's because I got all this room out here for for everybody else that uh, is gonna be out there doing whatever, dancing around or whatever they're gonna be doing. I got that all set up for that. So that's kind of cool. Oh, very nice. That yeah. is fun. I, I like that. That's a new addition. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that'll be kind of cool. Um, it should be a good time. Um, and it's for a good cause. That's the main thing. We'll spend some time uh, later this week going through some of the specifics, uh, maybe tomorrow or Thursday, assuming that I'm feeling better and then stream those nights, which I think, I think fingers crossed will be okay. Um, anyway, so enough about that. We'll talk more about that, but that's exciting. Um, so my, my extra point, I actually do have an extra point and it is actually semi-related to extra time to some degree. So we talked a little bit earlier about Tom Brady's 600th ball and how the right thing to do, the morally right thing to do is to give the ball back to him. Although it's also not an easy thing for, to do, right? I can understand somebody who feels the other way, but my, my initial gut reaction was, yeah, you give the guy the ball, even though 
I don't really care for the guy as a football player. But as a person, Tom Brady seems to be an all right guy. So another thing that happened in that game is uh, after the game, there was a kid, and, and I didn't see this on the video, but it was written about in the articles, who had a sign that said something like, Tom Brady helped me beat cancer. And uh, Tom Brady came over to the kid. He was way up high in the stands, came over and kind of shook the kid's head and, and uh, shook his head, shook his hand and put a put his bench cap on the kid. And the kid is bawling. And I think the important thing to remember, you know, I might not like Tom Brady as a player. I may think he's overrated, which I do. Um, I'm sure that as a person, he's probably done some stupid shit like throw the Lombardi trophy from boat to boat or some shit. Didn't he do something like that? I don't know, something stupid. Got the Rona. Right, got the Rona. But uh, that just means he's part of my brotherhood now. Um, But, like, those are the small things that, those are things that matter, right? Like, who cares what the fuck I think about him? I don't know that he ever had any interaction with this kid. I think it was just a situation where the kid took, uh, took inspiration and took strength from Tom Brady for one reason or another. And that's powerful. That's super powerful, right? I, I just completely on a whim, I watched some video today, and I, I don't know if it was on TikTok or what it was. I don't think I shared it. I might have shared it with B. I don't remember. But it was a video. Um, there's all these John Cena videos out there, right, where, like, he scares people. Like, the, the people are talking about, hey, you know, I'm really a big fan of John Cena, and then he breaks through the wall, and ah, and then they freak out, ah, and they give each other a hug. Well, it was the reverse of that. They had John Cena there, and they showed him this video of some kid who was talking about how John Cena is, means so much, and his, his phrase is never give up or something like that. And, uh, and when his, his uh, mom was going through cancer therapy, chemotherapy and all of that, he gave her... Um, a John Cena wristband or something that he had. He said, hey, John Cena said, don't ever give up. And uh, now she's in remission, et cetera, et cetera. And John Cena's getting really emotional. And then they have the little kid break through the wall. And it's this whole emotional thing, right? I don't care what anybody thinks about John Cena. I don't know anything about him. Maybe he's an asshole. But I know that he's done a lot of great things for a lot of people. He's been an inspiration for a lot of people. And I think that you know, a lot of times on this podcast, we talk about horrible shit and, and bad shit and stuff that we don't want to happen. We don't want truth social because it's a bunch of assholes who are going to be yelling into an echo chamber about their messed up there, about whatever stupid stuff they believe. Um, but there are some good people out there, or, or at minimum, there are some people out there doing really, really good things. And I say this a lot, and we haven't done it as much as I want to, but I want to turn this podcast around a little bit more and talk about more of that stuff, more, more of the stuff that really matters. Because it's great that we're just sharing our opinions and talking about things that, that interest us and that excite us and make us, you know, get us passionate, whether it's positive or negative, whether we're passionate about. But it, we're also very, very passionate about being good people and, and making the world better in some way, shape, or form. And so I think that when we run across these types of situations, like Tom Brady recognizing that fan and putting the, putting his hat on him, something that costs him nothing, but it absolutely changed that kid's life, guaranteed. And I think those are the things that we need to we need to call out. We need to shine a spotlight on that as much as we possibly can. And uh, maybe we can do some of that here.
And so that's what I wanted to do tonight. That's what I got, B. You want to wrap us up? I do. Do you have the cheer sound ready? I do. Right, don't play it yet. Okay. Don't play it yet. But you can find us on Twitter. I'm Landmark MKE. That is Skanzi. You can find us AQ underscore P-R-O-D. Find us on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app, and anywhere that Amazon Sidewalk will take you. Now, Mr. Christopher. Yeah. You have my sound ready? I got it. Internet didn't die! We're back, baby! <laughs> have a good night, everybody. We will <laughs> talk to you next time! Bye, everybody. I got yellow hair. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. <laughs> but my internet is still here.